goals, A is for ambition, be what I want to be, see past the situation that's in front of me, doubt is an enemy, Zep, we say fuck them, the irony is they inspire me to love them, G is past go with ignite the cash flow, and eights is put your heart in whatever's your last Hey there, my name is Sean, and this is Grit, True Stories That Matter. Grit is a weekly podcast about stories, the contemporary personal narrative kind of story, and the people that craft and tell them. Why, you ask? Well, we want to feature these tellers and their stories, and also to help you, our listeners, craft and tell better, more engaging, more relatable, and more memorable stories. True stories. Personal stories. Grit stories. We are in the middle of season number three, dedicated to grit talks and the best of. And today, we have got three stories from the Mental Health Happyish Hour open mic. Our first story is by Jeff Stein, who lives up in the Chicagoland area. It is about four minutes. Our second story is by Tori Shine, who lives in either Pittsburgh or New York. She might be moving. Tori's story is about six minutes. And finally, Susan Ida Bacowd, who lives up in Ontario, Canada. She's got a short story at about two minutes. And I hope you enjoy them. Help us out, if you would, by rating this podcast in Apple or letting folks know about it. We would love to get these stories in front of more people's eyes and or ears. Thank you for your support. And finally, check the show notes for our upcoming event, the 99 Second Story Slam. Going strong after almost two years now. Season number six, slam number three. Join us to tell a story or watch some stories or both. It is always a lot of fun. Okay, Jeff. Tori and Susan, let's dive in. I'm five or six. I can't remember. What I remember is I'm just sitting there and I have this teacher who just keeps yelling at me, yelling at me about this math problem. And I just don't, I don't get it. I, and when I say I don't get it, it's not that I don't want to get it. It's just, I don't understand. And she continues to yell at me as if I'm some sort of terrorist or something. As if, if to berate me would make anything better or easier. And the worst part is, is she's doing it in front of all of my classmates. So now I just don't feel confused. I feel embarrassed. I feel humiliated. I feel small. And uncomfortable. And that's when the bell rings, thank God. And I'm thinking to myself, at least I get to go home. No, everyone else gets to go home. Apparently, I have to stay because I don't understand. And so, as the other kids are filing out, kind of giggling and laughing and smirking and looking at me, I just really kind of wish I was anywhere but there. And as they're all gone, it's just me, me, myself, I, and the crazy freaking first grade teacher who now just seems to be yelling at me like an interrogation room. And the worst part is, is it's not that I don't want to understand. It's not like I don't want to learn. It's not like I don't want to know the answer. I do. I just don't get it. There's a part of me where I almost just want to say the answer. So maybe she'll be done, but it doesn't seem like that's just going to be good enough. And I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm bawling. I, I just don't know what this woman wants from me. Aren't teachers supposed to help? 
Why is this person yelling at me? Why doesn't, don't they like me? What's wrong with me? Why, why can't this person help me? Why is this person refusing to understand or to want to help me? I don't really remember how I got out of that room. I know at some point I had to, but I don't remember how. I don't know if I answered it correctly. I don't even know if I got it right. I just remember that at some point I was gone. And that's really the first time that I ran into issues with schools because I have learning disabilities. Learning disabilities that were diagnosed by the University of Northwestern at the age of four. But for some strange reason, that school decided that they didn't know what they were talking about. So this crazy lady decides that she's going to sit there and keep me there because I don't understand how two plus two equals four. Because it just doesn't click in my brain like it does everybody else. And I'm as frustrated as she is. Maybe more so. I wish I could say that that was the fir- the only time that that would happen. It wasn't. That was the first of many paths, of many directions, of many ways that I would find that the world was just not accepting of someone reporting disabilities. Think they starting to follow me So A is to attempt to be the change you want to see And D is to be different But tell us what you mean Like are you one of them good guys Or you one of us fiends Either way you gotta eat Uh-huh Elevate your mind right Cause F is for the fine life And that's how you define life But I say G is get back to your home And H is help the people that didn't help to along I'm eight years old And the worst part of my day Is waiting for the school bus Alex Schiavi lives two doors down, and Alex is my personal bully. Every day at the school bus, he picks on me. He calls me names and teases me. He pushes me, throws rocks at me, throws my violin into the street. My best friend, Mikkel, we hang out almost every day after school, but at the bus stop, she pretends she's not my friend because she doesn't want to get picked on too. Every school day starts and ends at the bus stop. And when you're bullied like that, it doesn't just beat your body, it beats your belief in your own self-worth. It beats your confidence. It beats every bit of courage you have inside of you. My parents complain to the school, but the school says because it doesn't happen at school, it's at the school bus stop, it's outside their jurisdiction. And this goes on for years. One day, Alex knocks me down in a driveway and beats me with a hockey stick. My big brother wanted to beat him up. But if my 13-year-old brother beats up eight-year-old Alex, my brother's going to get into a boatload of trouble. My parents say no. My big sister wants to beat him up. But if my 18-year-old sister beats up eight-year-old Alex, she's going to get in even more trouble. She is legally an adult. My parents say it could give her a criminal record. Absolutely not. But something's got to be done. And so they talk about it. And my family decides that the best person to beat up Alex is me. So I am the wimpiest, weakest eight-year-old girl on the planet. I am in the orchestra and the band. And I take piano lessons on the side. I'm friends with my teachers. I get straight A's. And I still do the extra credit just for fun. 
And I'm not convinced that I'm the right person to beat up Alex. I am looking for any excuse out of this grand plan. And I say to my brother, I'm like, if I try to hit him, he'll kill me. And my brother says like, no, Tori, actually, Alex isn't really that tough. You know, he's like a peacock with his feathers all spread out. You know, or like a puffer fish. He, he's actually kind of short and scrawny, but, but he puffs up and he acts real big. And my brother has a point because I am taller than Alex. So my brother takes a mattress from the attic and he wraps it up in duct tape into like a long cylinder form. And he hangs it from the rafters in our basement like a makeshift punching bag. And every day after school, my brother gives me lessons how to beat up a boy. First, you punch him in the face. Then you knee him in the balls and then you push him on the ground. I'm eight years old. I have no idea what balls are. My brother tells me I don't need to know. I just need to know where they are. And we practice with the punching bag. I'm still not convinced. I'm like, how do you know he's gonna fall down? And my brother says, trust me, boys' balls are very sensitive. If you knee him in the balls, Alex will go down. I'm still looking for an excuse. I'm like, well, if I knock down Alex, all of his friends are gonna beat me up. And my brother says, no, no, no. Right when the wimpy eight-year-old girl beats up the school bully, they don't team up and beat up the girl. Everybody laughs at the bully. That's just how it happens but I'm not convinced. So change of plans. Instead of beating up Alex at the bus stop, now the plan is for me to beat up Alex at school during recess on the playground. And as soon as he hits the ground, I start screaming, right? And one of the teacher aides will come running because they'll think that I'm getting beat up. And when the teacher gets there, well, nobody can attack me because there's a teacher. But the twist is that if I beat him up at school, Unlike Alex, I will get in trouble. I will get suspended from school for fighting. Getting suspended from school for fighting is the scariest thing a wimpy eight-year-old girl can imagine. That's like something that happens to really, really bad kids, and I'm not a bad kid. This is when my parents intervene. They sit me down and they tell me that I shouldn't be afraid to stand up for myself. And that it's okay if I beat up Alex and that I should beat up Alex. And my parents tell me that if I get suspended from school for fighting, they will take me to the beach for every day of my suspension. And we will spend every one of those days celebrating a victory. Alex's own mother is in on the plan. She pulls up to me after school one day, rolls down her car window. She tells me her son is out of control and she doesn't know how to stop it. She tells me she thinks it would be good for him to get beat up by a girl. Alex's mother tells me that if I beat up her son, she will give me $10, which is a heck of a lot of money. Everyone is in on it. There's no more excuses. Every question has been answered. The only thing standing in between me and this victory lap of an ending is myself. So the day comes. Recess is called. Everyone runs outside. I walk onto the playground. I take a big breath. And I do nothing. Quit thinking and all you still with me in S is stressless and T is to infinity. You is that it's all about you, and that's why in X is this exam. But why lie? You got zip if you ain't got fam, and that's the opposite.
It's in the 1970s and I'm in my 20s and I've just downed a bottle of Screech, Newfoundland Screech, hard, hard liquor that is. I vaguely remember drinking it with somebody, just vaguely. And when I come to, which means when I come out of that blackout, there I am and my mother's in front of me and she's chatting away and I don't know what she's chatting away about. And I look past her shoulder and I see that there are airplanes and I look down and the airplanes are on a runway. I am in an airport. Okay. My mother keeps chatting. So I slowly lead my mother and myself to the newspaper stand. And then I look down at the newspaper stand and I find out from one of the newspapers that, hey, I'm in Montreal. And I look at the clock. And at six o'clock, I don't know whether it's six o'clock in the evening or whether it's six o'clock in the morning. I have no idea. But it's six o'clock. These were the days when there was no online banking. You had to find out exactly where my bank account went. And so I did. And it took me about two weeks, two weeks to find out where I sent my money. Which just coincidentally was two weeks that I was in that particular blackout. And this little, small, little voice came into the side of my head and said, uh, Susan, Susan, do you think that it was possible that it was that Newfoundland screech, that it was that booze that did that to you? Well, I can tell you now that it took me close to two years to be able to answer that question honestly. And yes, it was the booze. As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. Special thanks to our storytellers, Jeff, Tori, and Susan. Thank you very much for your stories, letting me use them here on the podcast. Check out the show notes for upcoming events, including the 99-second story slam. It's a lot of fun, whether you want to join us to tell stories or watch stories or both. And the winner makes 99 bucks. And finally, help us out, if you would, by rating and reviewing this podcast in Apple or sharing it with your friends and family and whoever might like it. We really appreciate your support. And that is all for episode number 82. Boom.